0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. On the line, we're joined this morning by the political letters of the two morning papers in Northern Ireland. There's, of course, John Manley from the Irish News and Sam McBride from the newsletter. John, talk to you first. How you doing? Good morning.
1: Good morning, Peter.
0: How you doing, John? You're running the piece this morning on, on the front of the Irish news on growing optimism uh, that the the talks, which are said to reconvene again on Monday, there's actually the potential that we might they might lead to a functioning executive. Can you give us a bit more on the mood music that you're hearing, John? I don't think anybody's going on the record at this stage. Yes, no,
1: nobody is going on the record, uh, so I'll not be disclosing my sources, Peter, but. The, those that, that, that uh, have an inside knowledge of what's going on and a sort of vested interest in the outcome have uh, uh, signalled to me that they are increasingly optimistic that these parties will come to the to restore the executive within the coming weeks.
0: Sam, are you hearing the same thing from the people that you're talking to? Would you be, or hearing from people who are as optimistic as those that John is speaking to?
2: Well, yes, and I think even if we look at what has been publicly said by the DUP and Sinn Féin, you need to read a little bit between the lines, but it's pretty clear that both Arlene Foster and Michelle O'Neill and Mary Lou MacDonald and Gerry Adams in recent days have been going out of their way to try to say that Stormont can and they think may well be restored within a few weeks. Now, I'm still not clear whether that means that that is something which is actually likely or whether because we are now a few days away from a, from a, a major election where people are potentially um, going, going to have that as one of the issues in their minds when they go to vote, particularly with the health crisis at the forefront of lots of people's minds. Is this a defensive move by the two big parties to try to say, actually, you can vote for us and Stormont will come back anyway? Um, certainly the DUP in particular, and to a lesser extension, have been trying to harness the sort of public um, uh, sense that they want Stormont back, such as that exists among some people at least, um, to their cause. So rather than people protesting against the parties which are um, which are mainly responsible for Stormont not being there, they're trying um, in, a, in a pretty bold move, I think, to, to try to um, really harness that energy to their cause and to get people to vote for them rather than against them.
0: And with a bit of a history of long drawn out into the night talks happening in the mouth of Christmas, are we likely to see something like that happening again or, or is that is that putting the cart before the horse?
2: I think I think that, that certainly we, we are heading into a talks process um, after this election happens however one of the uncertainties about this is who the Secretary of State will be Julian Smith is the person who has called those talks the current Secretary of State will he be reappointed by Boris Johnson there's lots of speculation that he may not so that may be a um, a fly in the ointment before we even get the talks process started if we've got a completely new figure who doesn't know much about this place we we we, we understand that this that this is Obviously, a very complex situation. It's taken Julian Smith several months to get his feet under the table. And um, if he is taken out, I think that that immediately makes it less likely. However, at, at the heart of this, this is a deal between the DUP and Sinn Féin. Fundamentally, it is about issues like the Irish language, like the petition of concern, like the um, like the wider reform of Stormont. If they want to do the deal, they have a fair idea of whether they whether they can do that and sell that or not. Last year, they tried to do the deal. We all know that um, the DUP leadership, in particular, Arlene couldn't sell that to their own party, yes. um, and so therefore that was something that, 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 that fell apart very quickly. If they think they can sell it, clearly these two parties, in principle, want to get back in.
0: Yeah, and, and John, Sam, are quite rightly saying it's a, it's a deal between the DEP and Sinn Féin. We've heard lots of allegations and counter-allegations over the last forty hours, 48 hours in particular to do with the, the pay parity for the health service, of who knew what, and who did what, and who was allowed to sign off what, and who voted what, and who was shown what, but in reality, it, if it's just the DUP and Sinn Féin, will any deal stick if they don't have Ulster Unionists and SDLP and Alliance on board?
1: Well, the, I, I know that both the DUP and Sinn Féin would want uh, the, the the other smaller parties in the executive. So they're, they're greater, they're spreading the collective responsibility, but it's, as Sam noted as well about the governance issues, and I suppose alongside that, going in tandem with that, there needs to be a change in attitude, especially when it comes to tackling issues like health. Uh, what you had in the last, uh, well, not in the last uh, session of the of the Assembly, but prior to that, in many occasions, you had the bigger parties using the smaller parties uh, as mudguards to deflect uh, to deflect public outcry and to, to target it at the smaller parties. And that was most most uh, evident in the uh, in the blame that was once lumped upon uh, Health Minister, UUP Health Minister, Chris McGimsey. Uh And that has to change. Uh, and I think the smaller parties would be uh, weary of that before going in, uh, or sorry, worry of that before going in. Uh, and th- th- as I say, that needs, alongside... So the structural changes, there may be needs to be a complete change in attitude also.
0: And Sam, you've been tweeting as well about grown-up politics and the issue of tax is sitting there as well. And that, that it's been easy over the last couple of years to push things back and play that blame game and blame Westminster and maybe not be accountable for local decisions impacting on local people. But tax is one that's going to have to be looked at should we have a functioning executive
2: that's right. And really, when we did have Stormont, it was, a, it was not just a shambolic system of government, a dysfunctional system of government. It, it was also a pretty infantile form of politics. Um, there, was, there was very little evidence of, of people really being prepared to take difficult decisions. There were, there were exceptions to the rule, but um, that was generally the situation. And I, I was really struck by something which the DUP's Emma Little-Pengelly said in the uh, UTV leaders debate the other night where she was standing in for Arlene Foster, um, where whether she meant to say this or not, um, she... She, she said to viewers that Jim Wells, when he was the health minister, had broken pay parity for nurses and other medical staff in Northern Ireland. That meant um, we know that they got paid less and now get paid less than um, their counterparts in the rest of the UK. But she said that that was taken because they wanted to keep taxes down, basically. They, they didn't want to increase rates. They didn't want to bring in water charges. And that was very different to the answer that was given by Michelle O'Neill from Sinn Féin. She just said, this is about Victoria. Austerity. It's all the Tories' fault. Um, and if we're going to get Stormont back, the Tories need to give us a big cheque. They need to give us more money. And I think that if, if that is genuinely where, where the lines are still um, sitting between those two parties, where they are split on, on the, this issue, that is, that is, that is not really um, something which augurs well for Stormont coming back on a, on a sounder footing. If it's simply about going to London, after all that we know about RHI, after all that we know about this culture of free money, this lack of ability to, to take responsibility for their decisions if it's simply about going to London with a begging ball I mean that is not going to get Stormont back I think in a way that is going to be radically different to what went before
0: And can I ask both of you obviously we're talking about Monday but before Monday we've got Thursday and Friday you'd both be expecting a long night with the count
1: uh, so not as really long as usual. But at least you are getting on with it. I think you know. So uh, we should know the yes. It will be a long night, but at least I, I would imagine we'll know the results in the morning, which is no, which uh, in the past hasn't been the case.
0: I we're counting from ten o'clock as opposed to from eight or nine on Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam, you the same? You'll be up all night crunching the numbers.
2: I will, um, and I think we we will all, I think, be eagerly anticipating the exit poll at 10 o'clock. That will give us the first sense of the national picture. Of course, that was a very dramatic moment in the last general election. Um, The DUP in particular, but to a lesser extent, if the SDLP get one or two MPs elected, Alliance, anybody else who who might be in Parliament um, after this election, they'll be looking at that very carefully. Do they have any influence, or really is it back to what we normally have with Northern Ireland, our MPs sitting on the back benches, not really being at the heart of things?
0: and Sam, thanks very much and I'm sure we'll be talking to you through the week. All the best guys, good morning
2: Thanks
1: Peter